Welcome to Dad Focals, the show where we look at life through the lens of a dad. We're no experts and we're not here to offer advice. We're here to exchange stories on the triumphs and tribulations of dadding. I'm Sam, dad to three boys, Sonny, Van and Otis. And I'm Tom, dad to three girls, Bella, Etty and Maeve. Settle in for a listen, with or without your dad focals on, and enjoy. Remember, if you have any questions, suggestions or want to discuss any triggers, you can reach us at dadfocals on the socials and dadfocals at gmail.com on the email. The links are in the show notes. Let the games begin. In this episode, we talk about hosting 16 seven-year-olds in a backyard party, the context and appropriateness behind swearing and nakedness, when it's okay to shed some dad tears, and a special guest that's going to be joining us next week. Sit back and enjoy with your dad focals on. G'day, Tommy. We're on. G'day, Sam. Welcome to Dad Focals, episode four. Very exciting. After um, after launching um, Dad Focals, it's been awesome to get everyone's feedback and support over the last week. I've been watching the analytics very closely as people haven't <laughs> <laughs> been getting a lot done outside of watching the, the numbers. But yeah, very excited to be back, Tommy. It's been humbling, actually, the number of people and great feedback we've had. We, um, we've either got mates who are not willing to lie to us or, uh, or we're doing a good job. Yep. But um, <laughs> no, nah, absolutely buzzing to have it out there. Um, and, and yeah, pretty proud actually of what, what we've done. Mm-hmm. A few people have made reference to the, um, to the tech side of things and, and the audio and yet we, we've got some work to do on that. My voice isn't helping to start on a really boring note. Um, I've been suffering for the last three weeks from, um, from dad flu, which is actually even worse than man flu. But don't worry, I'm, I'm soldiering on. I'm still in the podcast studio. I'm still here ready for another cracking episode of Dad Focals. Um, but enough of that. Sammy, it was Sonny's birthday on the weekend. I know you were busy prepping last week. Mm. Tell us about it. Yeah, so Sonny, my eldest, turned seven on Friday and we had... 15, um, 15 of his schoolmates uh, come around and, yeah, we put up some footy posts and a, and, a, and some goal, uh, some soccer goals on the other end. Uh, hang on, backyard. I'm, I'm going to stop you there. Okay. A bit more GST because I know what went into creating those soccer goals and, uh, and footy goals. We'll have to post a, a, a picture on the, um, on the socials, Tommy. Oh, look, I had the string lines out. I had, uh, I had spray paint. I had the, the level. It's, um, it is basically the... MMCG, the Mount Martha <laughs> CG down at, at my place at the moment. But no, it was it was really good. I um I enjoy having little little jobs and projects like that, but it was amazing to so he's the goal post, the footy goal post and the, the soccer goals were part of his well, the majority of his birthday present. So um but then it was then marking the lines out on the backyard really sort of added it to it. And um yeah, so basically his birthday party on on Friday was um, was a game of footy, which I had to umpire, which was interesting. And then uh, then the kids all jumped in the spa and the pool, and then birthday cake, and then back for a game of soccer to finish off. But it was it was chaos. Someone one of the mums said to Mel, um, two hours is ambitious for a for a house party, and I now <laughs> I get that. Yeah, it's, right. um, it, wow. it is a lot. It's yeah. a lot to. Because the, the interesting thing is, Sunny's seven, but because the last couple of years, because of COVID, we haven't had birthday parties. Yeah. Um, and it is the first one we've done at home. So it was the first real kids' party, I guess. At, yeah. Well, certainly at home. 
and yeah, it's um, it's a lot because you've got 15 kids and not all of them were super into footy and soccer. So they went off and did their own thing. So you're trying to manage that. Yeah, okay. You're obviously also, we've got kids in the water. Yeah. Um, so we've got to play, pay, you know, really close attention to them. And then it was, but, but I really enjoyed it. And um, we were knackered after. We had a well-deserved drink once um, everyone had left. And um, Sonny, I don't think, could have been happier. Yeah, and Sonny will remember that for the rest of his life. I hope so. They're at an age now where they will, I think. I still remember my 11th birthday party playing a full game of cricket, full pads and leather ball and everything in the cake, saying 11 not out. And Sonny will remember that. That's absolutely gold. Mm. uh, I think there's some some more GST to put on, because we're we're part of a group called uh, DOMS, Dads of Mount Martha Society, and we were at a meeting uh, last Thursday, and Sam... I think 9.30 pulled up stumps and said, guys, I've got to go because I've got to go and spray spray the lines on the pitch, which you'll see on the picture of Insta. Uh, incredible commitment. And, yeah, the string lines are hugely impressive. <laughs> Talk us through how you did it in the dark. Uh, uh, lucky the, lucky the, um, the seven-year-olds don't – their geometry, would it be? Oh, I've got no idea. <laughs> but lucky they don't have the square out checking the right angles and – if the fifty metre line actually was um, was accurate, but no, it was all it was all good. We got a light out there, and it was um, the problem was it bucketed down with rain on the Thursday night. So, I, did, but yeah. then on, when Sunny was at school on the Friday, I went and bought another couple of cans of spray paint, and um, yeah, but it was really and, and then all day yesterday, I was actually out kicking the footy. We had some friends over yesterday afternoon, and so the kids were out, and we we're just sitting in the backyard. Cause it was so nice, and then after everyone left, Sunny and I were in the backyard. I want to say for another 45 minutes. It went past 7 o'clock, which is, that's, uh, yeah, the kids are normally shout, fed, bathed, bathed, teeth brushed and in bed by 7. Yeah. Got to about quarter past 7 and we're still out kicking the footy, but he was just absolutely loving it. Yeah. So to see, you know, yeah, to see him take a real liking to football, which was my main sport growing up, um, but also just seeing him out enjoying the, the goalposts and, and, yeah, and like I said, the markings on the ground really sort of helps add, makes it feel like he's really out on the ground, so yeah. it's great. Oh, you're being very modest. There was uh, Cal, uh, very experienced trainee, trying to give advice on how to spray the lines, the the curve on, on Thursday night, and Sammy's going, yeah, but it won't be, you know, it's, it's, it's not a semicircle. <laughs> Oh, so yeah. no, look. Full respect to mm. you for the for the commitment of uh, the present for Sunny and and having fifteen or, or sixteen, including mm. Sunny, seven year old boys. Were there any? Was there blood? Was there tears? There was a cut. There was a few. Was there sin bins? There was uh, there was no sin bins. There was a few. There were a few tears. Um, and it's funny because when you, when you you know I grew up playing a lot of footy and and my mum's famous line was give it a rub. Give it a rub, you'll yeah, be right. And spray, yeah. I do, and my boys hear that a fair bit. And I try to show a little bit more care and empathy <laughs> towards other people's kids on the footy field. But no, it was it was good. The the boys were, yeah, they they all just they all just had a ball. And like I said, the kids that weren't too interested just sort of you know did their own thing. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was an experience. It was an experience, and and you realise that you are you you because we're at the age now as well. The other thing to say is we're at the drop and the drop and go age. So. Um, first time there was no parents it was just Mel and I and my sister came and lent us a hand which was great um, but yeah you you not only you know I'm the chief entertainment officer so not only you got to keep these kids entertained you obviously got to keep them safe yeah um, and yeah it was but it was it was it was great and um, 
you know, it was we Van's birthday was earlier in the year and we went to a trampoline place. So a lot less effort from our end had to go into Van's party, but it was a lot more expensive as well. So doing it from home, um, it's relatively cheap, right? Yeah. So get a couple of pizzas, which the boys weren't that interested in anyway. And yeah. Um, but no, it was really it was uh, it was really good. Yeah, it gives you a lot more flexibility, I guess. You know, you talked about the, the couple of kids who maybe aren't interested in the main event, and because they're in a home rather than at a at a venue, there's there's more options. You know, there's other things they can do. They can go off and you know read a book or, or mm. read or, a book or play on their <laughs> I don't know yeah. like, you obviously you <laughs> obviously don't have boys Tommy no there was no one reading a book but <laughs> the trampoline got the trampoline got a good workout and um and the nerve guns came out and no there was plenty for him to do yeah no that's good um hey so there's one thing I wanted to ask you about and, and, it, and it did come inadvertently off the back of the party was um was around swearing yes okay um so uh, so Sonny and Van, so seven and five, just in the last couple of weeks have, have been using bloody right. a bit. Do we need a beat machine? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Look, bloody, I don't know. Nah. But it's, it's something... It's, it's a borderline swear word. Well, it's it? interesting, but it's all about context, right? Yeah. It's how the, it's how the word's used. And <clears throat> and so the, the example is, well, the, yeah, well, what happened over the weekend was uh, Sonny, myself and Mel were just out on the deck and Sonny used the word bloody, and the context was, uh, this, is, this is bloody good, he said, something like that. Okay. Um, and Mal and I both said, you know, Sonny, no, we don't, we don't use the word bloody. Yeah, but he's used it in context. He's used it and in, in a positive way. Well, well, he used it in a positive way. He used it in a positive... Actually, I might have to... I, I actually don't think it was in a positive way, so maybe right, he didn't okay. say this was bloody yeah. good. Maybe he actually said this was bloody bad. Because okay. it, the context wasn't no, it wasn't a, in a positive way for sure. Okay. I know that. So, however he said it, it was enough for Mel and I both to say, "Hey, Sonny, we don't use the word bloody." Yeah. And just as we had that conversation, one of our neighbours walked past, and you can see we've got a wire fence, so you can see straight through. And we often have a chat to to this guy, and um, he actually he'd walked past a couple of days earlier and seen all the kids and seen the party, and and he'd said to Mel and I. Uh, your bloody good parents. <laughs> Just as we had that conversation with Sonny. Um, and, you know, and, and our neighbour says, your bloody good parents. And we say, yeah, thanks. And, you know, he walks off and Sonny straight away says, he said bloody. Yeah. And I guess it's just, you know, the, that word, you can, yeah, I, I'm not too interested in drilling down into that word. Yeah. yeah. But more so, the other example is we listen to Spotify in the in the car and it's we don't have the G-rated version, so there's, you know, Mel and I listen to a whole range of different kind of music and often there's swearing. Yeah. Um, so where, how do you... I thought you were going to say there's a non-G-rated dad vocals that, you, that you're listening to. <laughs> that comes out. That comes out. Who else are you recording yeah. with? <laughs> well, like Big Brother After Hours or something. Yeah. That's the, but I'm just, I'm just interested, Tommy... In how what how you guys go about approaching swearing because like it or not our kids are going to be exposed to it. Uh, where I swear, I don't think I wouldn't say that I'm a big swearer, but yeah, I, I yeah. certainly swear. So there's the whole um, the uh, uh, hypocritical element of it. It's okay yeah. for me to do it, but not you. You know, yeah. do as I say, not as I do. Mm. Um, there's there's co- like teaching the kids context. Teaching the kids that 
the situation of when it's okay maybe to use those words and when it's not. Um, and then there's even the different words. Like yeah. there's obviously some words that are just completely, it's a, it's a no-go. And then something like bloody in the right context in a positive way maybe isn't all that harmful. So I'm not sure. I'm yeah. just interested in... There's, there's, a lot, there's a lot there. I, th- I think to put some context to the conversation, I think I hear, you know, the word bloody and shit on Australian radio. Um, day, you know, daytime radio, which for me, Australians are, whether you're aware of it or not, um, certainly more relaxed with language than, than we are in England. Uh, there are different meanings for different words as, as well. So, you know, the rate, the swear word rating is, is slightly different. My sisters, I remember two older sisters pulling me aside when I was pretty young and just teaching me all the words in one hit. Bang, there you go. <laughs> Not necessarily uh, providing context. And I remember trying it out on, on my parents and, and, you know, pretty much getting, not literally, but pretty much getting the back of the hand. Um, but I haven't actually had the conversation with Flick yet about how we're going to approach that. We haven't been tested on it quite yet. Um, she, in fact, Bella did a, a couple, maybe three years ago, but it was a complete one-off, so we didn't make a big deal of it because uh, you know I'm very aware of if the kids try something and they're consciously trying it and you make a big deal of it, then they go, oh, that got a reaction, I'm going to try that again. Um, so we didn't make a big deal of it then because we thought that she either mispronounced it or completely misunderstood it, completely out of context, so we didn't. But now is the time seven years old, obviously Sonny's tried it, um, that we are going to need to figure out a strategy for for swearing. And, and look, uh, you know, for sure they would have heard us swear. Um, I know Flick's pretty good at pulling out the old sugar at the line, especially if she hurts herself. Um, you know, they're, they're vulnerable, malleable little people. And... I think I've always been very conscious around other people's kids. Some people are not so much, and and, and I don't heavily criticise that. I don't judge that. Um, but certainly when you're the, they're your own kids, you, you they're vulnerable little ears, you know, and they hear things, and you you you're probably hypersensitive being your own kids to that. Uh, we don't swear much at home. Yeah, in certain scenarios, I probably swear more than others. Like at the pub with my mates, you you or at this, uh, you know, watching the footy, you find yourself probably swearing a bit more than than you do in everyday life. But it's a real tricky one because it's something you know they're going to learn, and it's just like other taboo subjects. You know, when they're older, uh, sex. Yeah, periods, things like that, to throw out a a few alcohol, Mm -hmm. to throw out drugs, to throw out a few big ones. You'd rather have the conversation with them as parents than let them learn it or half hear it or try and gain their own understanding of it from someone else. So, look, I I think probably you bringing it up, Sam, is probably a timely reminder for Flick and I to sit down, make sure we're aligned on on the strategy of how we're going to approach swearing with our girls because as soon as Bella learns it, she's going to teach Etty and Etty's going to teach Maeve in the same way that my, te- my sisters taught me because they, they realise that it's a taboo subject and that's exciting because it's naughty and, you know, good on them, that's, that's being kids. So, yeah, just for them to use it in the right context, for them to understand some of the meanings, not, not perhaps all of the meanings when you start to as you know drill down on certain words and you think about 
often see memes for the various meanings of the F-bomb and it's like, okay, wow, there's some there that I'm not quite ready to explore and there's others that you, you can wrap some context around. So, yeah, look, it's part of the part of the English language or part of you know any language is swearing and there is obviously a time and a place for it. And um, as long as they're using it uh, appropriately in context, they're not overusing it as, uh, preferably not when they're seven, but, you know, in the next sort of couple of years. And I think it's really interesting to know whether they use it in a, in a positive or a negative light because mm-hmm. you obviously want to encourage your kids to just be using positive language aside from swear words um, all the time. You don't want to hear words like boring. You don't want to hear uh, words like miserable, um, you know. So you encourage positive language outside of swear words. So I think it's got to be, okay, if you are going to use this context, if you are going to, um, so use the right context if you are going to drop these words then I want to hear it in a, in a positive light and I want to hear that was bloody great because mm. that was bloody great you're probably going to let fly far more than I'm bloody bored mm. um, and then you just kind of see the, the flip of uh, of the use of the words um, but that's very hard to teach isn't it so not only the not, in, not only the way that the words use but then also who is around yeah so um, Great point. The, the situation that you're in. So you've got the context, you've got the usage of the word, you've got the context in which you're using it, and then you've got who's around. And, you know, I, 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 I pose this question in regards to swearing, but the other thing that's happening a lot in my house at the moment is, so Sonny and Van, five and seven, and their penis is a, is something that they're, you know, they're, they're interested in. They're, yeah, yeah. And uh, so they call it, what do we call it? We call it our... Um, doodle, our willy, even sometimes we call it our willster, just as a bit of a. But <laughs> but I haven't rightly or wrongly. I um, you know I've mucked around in yeah in in the in what we call it. Yeah. Um, they know at a very young age that it is a even Otis who's two. You know we say what does mum have? Gina. What yeah. does dad have? Doodle. And we all laugh. Yeah. So even at even at two years old, right? They know that there's, as you said, it's taboo of some sort. And yeah, yeah. On one hand, I sort of like that we're talking about private parts. It even sounds so old school. Um, we're openly talking about it. Um, but I'm one thing I'm really firm on the boys with is they they go through these phases where they try and hit each other in the wheelies, yeah, or the penises, whatever we should you know yeah. call it. But they try and hit each other, and that's one thing I'm really firm on. There's not. We never hit someone in the in the. I think in that context, I would say private parts. Yeah. Um, uh, and I'll say because it's rude and because it, you can seriously hurt someone. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, but like you know, Sonny will just get his willy out. Like he'll just pull his pants down and 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 it's hard because sometimes it is fun. Like it's what he's doing makes me laugh. Yeah. So so how. So talk about context because that is, you know, when we're at home and there's just the five of us and they're mucking around and they, you know, they might have just got out of the bath and they're running around naked. It, it is it inappropriate? I don't. I, I personally don't see a massive issue with it. If we had friends over or if they were at someone else's house or they were at school, then yeah, it's a big issue. Yeah. So how? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's a fascinating topic and. Uh, there was actually a talk at Mammoth Primary School on this that that we went to, and it was they referred to it as private parts as well, but they also encouraged, 
you to call it a, a penis and a vagina and, and, and use those words. Um, with Flick's line of work in, in pregnancy, um, a vagina is a word that is, is dropped quite a lot in our in our house with three girls as well. Um, and she really doesn't shy away from using the, the full word. And I think nicknames are fun. And I, and I think... You know, the reason we do find that stuff funny is because we remember when we were kids and, and we were doing it. And it was, you know, you did laugh and, and giggle about that that stuff. And is it inappropriate? No, no, I don't think so. Um, it's, it's what everybody's comfortable with. And I think, you know, at the moment, seven, five and three, the boys are all comfortable with it. You and Mel are comfortable with it. Of course, if another person comes around, that changes the situation. And, you know, if that person is a grandparent, then probably doesn't change a thing. If that person is your accountant, yeah, all right, you might want to, you know, you might want a conversation about that. But what I would say is that um, Bella, when she was as young as five, became really conscious of her body and all of a sudden wouldn't, take her clothes off at the beach, you know, had to be behind a towel. It got to the point she didn't even want her grandparents to see her naked. And that really concerned me and Flick because we were worried for some reason it just kind of plays out in your head that actually that's that's a childhood privilege to be able to run around naked. And I think it's awesome. You know, you can't do that when you're an adult, unfortunately. Um, So... You know, it was almost like her childhood was, had been, no, uh, it was almost like she was trying to be older than she was. And we were, you know, we were kind of saying, oh, Bells, you know, you're only five, it doesn't matter. You know, and it became a, a bit of a thing. So we, we did have a chat about it and we decided that, you know, we were going to fully respect her her wishes and her views and, and, and ride with it. And, and we did. And it's become less of a thing now. Mm. Like, yeah, she still won't do it at the beach, but you know, certainly with relatives, it's it's relaxed now. She's kind of got through that phase of being super conscious. So, I just think to talk about it openly. I think nicknames are fine, you know. And like everything on this podcast, I'm no expert in this. I think nicknames are fine as long as they know the real names as well. I think private parts is fine because it kind of covers both uh, men and, and women. Um, and I think it's just about respecting comfortableness, you know, mm. um, respecting what you as individuals and what you as a family are kind of comfortable with. You can see that a certain um, situation is causing stress to someone in the family, then it needs to be addressed. And, and it was causing stress to Bella. Mm. And I tried laughing it off and being like, oh, come on, you're only five, just go run around on the beach naked. And it didn't work. It, mm. You know, she got quite upset, um, as I said, to the point that Flick and I had to have a chat about it. Um, you want them to retain that kind of young, lively, exuberant carelessness for as long as you can as, as a parent, I think. But... You know, there does come an age, and my brother-in-law said to me, oh, I, I still shower with my, um, I think she was probably 10 at the time, 10-year-old girl, do you, do you think that's okay? And I was like, well, yeah, I, I think it's okay. But as long as, you know, she's comfortable and you're comfortable and everybody in your immediate family is comfortable, then what does it, what does it really matter? Mm. Um, really interesting around the um, that example of Belle being uncomfortable because my boys also just they're similar so Sonny and Van 
they uh, same thing. Like if we were at the beach and we were getting changed, they would want to towel up, or even at home. So our where we've got a pool at home, there is people that walk past. So it's not over. You you have few people walking past, um, but then once they do, they can see right and. Just the other, just over the weekend, got out of the spa and and Van didn't want to just drop his shorts to put a towel on because yeah. you know people can see. Yeah, and it's really, and I don't know where they've got it from because I'm so I'm I'm the complete opposite, and yeah. I always have been. But honestly, <laughs> I'm surprised you haven't seen me naked yet. But I, but I'm I'm not, and not to be a creep or weird about it, but I've got no problem with getting out. I mean, maybe because I grew up playing footy and you were just naked in the shower, and that was just. That's yeah, just what you did. That's that's why we don't have a video cabin here, by the way. I made Tommy blush the first time when we came into the, the sound booth. I just got all my gear off. He couldn't hear. Oh, this is a different kind of podcast. No. But, but um, yeah, I'm the complete opposite. I, I've got no qualms at all around I don't show any... Yeah, I'm, I guess. I'm the same. I'm, I'm so, quite primal when it comes to these things. When it comes I'm actually very comfortable being naked. But, so I'm um, not sure where they're... I guess my question... I'm, I guess the thought is I'm not sure where they've got it from. But building on from that, Sunny's party on the weekend. So there was 15 boys and one girl. So Van had um, one of his... So the sister of one of Sunny's mates... And she's the same age as Van, and she stayed at the party. And it was great because her and Van are best mates and they ran around. Anyway, when it got time to come in the spa, she wasn't ex- her mum wasn't expecting to leave her there, so she didn't have her swimsuit. This girl, stru- gear straight off. Yeah. So she's in the spa with 15 other boys. She just borrowed some of um, Van's shorts on. Yeah. And she was just in. So dropped the clothes, put some shorts on. After it, dropped her clothes, got changed. And even in the spa, and just not one iota of yeah uh, of of concern of anything. So she's five, and I just yeah, it, it's 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 very interesting because obviously my boys picked it up from somewhere, and and maybe it's nurture and nature. I don't know. Maybe I, I think it is. I think but... it's one that leans more towards nature, not nurture. Because I, I'm the same. I can't think how how Bella got so conscious about it, you know? I mean, yes, you know, they see us when we're in public kind of covering up, and obviously that's because of those are kind of society's rules, right? Well, we're, we're, it's late, like, you can't just try, unfortunately, tell yeah, me, otherwise I wouldn't yeah. be strapped down the bed. <laughs> yeah, no. But, yeah, that um, And I can only think that, yeah, that's the nurture pieces that they've obviously seen us doing it, but Eshi is completely the other end of the spectrum. You know, you can barely keep her clothes on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a bit younger, but... I, I can't see. She's now five, and, and there's no no concerns about pulling the kid off and running around naked. So, yeah, it's a it's a funny one. It's mm. an interesting one. Yeah. Um, hey, are you are you emotional? I, I mean, I know you are emotional, but do you do you cry a fair bit? We just need to make sure this is a big. This is a, we're stopping the conversation oh, yeah, around yeah, naked yeah. kids. <laughs> all right, and we're moving right on. <laughs> so I hope that. Is not some kind of segue. No, okay. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Look, I, I, I'm a, I'm a big crier. Top in, and it's a bit of a, a joke in my household. But movies, TV show, ads, even. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's yeah. So I am. I'm a, I'm a big crier. Uh, and it's funny because Mal, it's like getting blood out of a stone. She could, we could watch a movie, 
and I'd be sent, I'd be a blubbering mess. Yeah. And she said, and I just I actually I I question if she's actually followed the storyline <laughs> because I just I'm just but yeah to answer your question yes I'm 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 um yeah I probably don't well no I don't cry that much in life yeah but um, obviously producers of TVs. TV shows, movies, and ads are pretty good at yeah. stirring up the emotion. So yes, I will. I, yeah. I do. I, I cried at an episode of Bluey on the weekend. Um, have you seen Chess? The or I think they call it Chest, but it's about chess, um, and it's a roller coaster. Uh, within that, within those seven minutes, you're absolutely wetting yourself laughing, and uh, and in my case, um, crying. But every time something. You know, especially a relationship between daughter and dad pops up on, yeah, a commercial, a film, a series, or even a seven-minute episode of Bluey, it chokes me up. <laughs> and, you know, I've, I've always been a, a fairly emotional person, but certainly since having kids. Um, just, yeah, when something gets me, I'm like, oh, man, and flick, Flick's the same. So we'll, 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 I'll look over at her and she'll be in tears as well. Mm-hmm. Um but no, I was just checking. It wasn't just me. No. <laughs> I was actually listening to a, a song before on the radio when I was I was in the car and it was talk. It was, I don't know, a, a, a pop singer I'd never heard of, but talking. They introduced it because it's a new song, and he's this singer's um, dad had passed away recently, and he wrote this song for his dad, and it was you know the and they played it, and the the line was, you know, how am I supposed something along the lines of how am I supposed to go on when. Oh, how am I supposed to say goodbye when you've been there my whole life? And then that kind of stuff gets me. Yeah. Like if I let myself, if I let myself go. But but I think more along the lines where you're going with this. Since becoming a dad, certainly, um, certainly, it used to probably be sport. Remember the Titans? I used to watch Remember the Titans every <laughs> Friday night before a game of footy, and I would cry, cry every, every single time. <laughs> Braveheart. I always cried Braveheart at the end when he's yeah. when he's but. Um, but since having kids, certainly now, any more so anything to do with kids, um, there's a movie. I think it's called Impossible. I think it's a, it's a it's a movie, but it's about the um, the uh, tis, uh, no, what's it called? Tidal wave in um, the the massive tidal wave in Thailand a few years back. Yeah, and it's a movie about a family that gets split up. And it's a true story and. Um, well, obviously the tidal wave's true, but this family's experience was true as well. Yeah. American family, from memory, and and yeah, they all get split up when the wave hits, and then it's and it follows all of their journeys until they eventually meet back. And I was just I was just a mess watching yeah. that. Like you think about again, I'm stretching the memory, but I believe there was three boys and. They all just had different journeys, being yeah. by themselves in a foreign country and absolutely, you know, being abolished and they're trying to find their way back to their mum and dad. It just kill, kills me now even thinking about it. Yeah. Um, so I think it's... An, I think It's good to cry there, right? Oh, I don't, I, I've got no problem with it. Yeah, yeah. I actually feel good about it. Yeah. It's just that Mel laughs at me. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, not true. Oh, and to show the, show the kids uh, the vulnerability that we've spoken about before as well. Um, I, I won't go into it at length, but my... Not now, and I'm happy to talk about it any time. But my grandmother um, was put in a concentration camp. She was a Romanian Jew, and there's some brilliant books. I can't remember the name of the series now, but um, they, they sort of look at famous people and the journey that they've been on through their life. Kids' books, and one of them is um, Anne Frank, and it's Maeve's favourite book. She absolutely loves it and wants me to read it. 
uh, most nights. And I can't help, I can't get through the 10 pages or whatever it is without welling up because of, you know, obviously what happens to Anne and her family and um, and what happened to my grandmother. And, and, you know, Bella will pick up on it and say, oh, Dad, are you okay? You know, why are you crying? And I, and I have, a, you know, it's, it's not the best bedtime story to start talking about what happened there, but, you know, I have explained to Bella why I'm upset. Um, and I think it's yeah, it's okay in the in the right context again to 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 cry in front of your kids and show that that vulnerability. Um, just need to watch less uh, Bluey, obviously. Otherwise, they're going to think I'm a wet blanket. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they were. Well, maybe they were intending to. I mean, there's always lessons behind Bluey, isn't there? I don't think I've seen that episode in particular, but um, yeah, it's usually Chili's uh, Chili's final word. That, that gets me right. she, she's such a she's the sounding board and she kind of pulls it all together it's like um, what was it is it Oprah Oprah's final word or whatever I can't remember but anyway the kind of real meaning that hits home that, that usually um, usually gets me with Bluey mm. hey um, we've got an exciting guest coming on do we want to are we going to tease it out or let's do it let's do it so um, next week we've got uh, Chris coming to join us and real exciting because he's going to be our first guest mm. so um, going into uncharted territory on dad focals next week but uh, Chris is uh, I used to be in business with Chris he actually started the business that I now um, have uh, are a part of am a part of and uh, I worked with Chris for about seven years in that business and he was um, not only my my business partner but certainly uh, a, a role model and a mentor to me on you know whole rough in business but also in life and fatherhood um, but Chris has got a very fascinating very fascinating interesting um, story uh, a dadding story so yeah. okay yeah so it'll be uh, it'll be really good to, to sit down um, and have a chat to him and uh, help other people understand what it's like to raise kids but long story short which will go into but um chris both chris chris's kids has, have got um uh some mental issues so both of them are on the autism spectrum and there's a few other ones as well and i'm certainly no expert in that stuff chris will be able to um explain a lot better than i but talk about triumphs and tribulations that he's had to that he's gone through yeah um and it'll be i think we'll get a lot of lessons um and a lot of aha moments from having a chat with him yeah brilliant mm -hmm. i think i think that's the direction we want this podcast to go is to speak to you know people who are having very different experiences from from sort of sam and i um yeah just to cover as many facets of dadding as 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 we can that's super exciting and he's flying in from the Bellarine Peninsula is that <laughs> is that right we he is he is we've um, he's going to he's he's chartered a boat to carry his <laughs> his car across and uh, is hey we, we we have money is no object here <laughs> at dad focals but uh, no it'll be it'll be really great so it'll be really great to as i said to talk to chris but also to 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 get a guest on and um hopefully first of many Excellent. I'm really looking forward to chatting with Chris next week. Uh, I think that's a wrap on this week. Thanks so much, Sammy. Great to chat. Well done, Tom. Cheers. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Like, share, subscribe and all that rad dad stuff. 
Remember, we're all just dads doing our best. No pressures, no guilt, just a lot of love and talk. If you're struggling with anything, reach out to someone. A problem shared is a problem halved.